All right, this is the Sharp Square Podcast, Hindsight 2020 after NFL Week 10. What a great week in the Super Contest. Mike and I going 4-1 and one against the spread. And this was really a week where it was good decision-making when not all the options you can considered were great options. I mean, that's part of the tough part of being so square and trying to do this week to week being forced to pick five games against the spread it's hard for anybody even a professional to have a great feel on five games but as an amateur you're really going to be guessing trying to figure out not only what five games you want to play but of your picks what the best stuff is and what to avoid. And we avoided a lot of stuff that could have killed us. We, you know, looked at playing Seattle, but ended up passing on that. That was a great decision. I feel uh, Chicago was a team that I've been trying to get on. We we stay away from that one. Uh, I liked Cleveland, but Mike was strong on Miami, so agree to disagree. <laughs> but But again, it was... Avoiding a lot of the traps out there uh, in the games. But the games that we did pick really came through. I thought, I think this chain of custody thing that we're doing is a great way where you remove any bias. Um, any feeling that you have when, when you're a square like we are, you look at the matchups and something jumps out at you and you immediately like a side and you look for reasons to affirm that bet or maybe you're even disciplined enough to try to talk yourself off of it and look for reasons where it's wrong, but regardless you have a bias towards the game. When you're just faced with a game like we were Carolina Atlanta, There was really no instinct going in. It was just, okay, what's the number? And immediately, both Mike and I thought, boy, that seems like that's a lot of points. Why is Carolina getting a field goal? Jumped on it early. Later, it looked even better. And as you watch the game play out, it really was. Carolina, I think, is better than their record, better than people's expectations, And Atlanta did so good against the point spread early, won people a lot of money, that they are getting a little bit more love than maybe they they deserve. And maybe they're also a team that was fooling people a little with their offense, but now is becoming a little bit more familiar across the league. Anyway, Carolina, good pick. We were just forced to be disciplined and try to look at it from a sharp number perspective. Ended up on Carolina. Uh, We didn't do it all that way. I I thought Pittsburgh was a little bit square. It was our share of square this weekend. You just kind of pictured them being hyped up at home, off the bye. You know, Andy Dalton in New Orleans. It's easy after we saw how bad they were on Monday night against Baltimore. And it's like, we know New Orleans isn't that bad, but they're an average team. But they're average because sometimes they look terrible and sometimes they look somewhat decent. And the middle of that is an average team. Pittsburgh, if you catch them in the right spot 
And with Kenny Pickens, they at least have a little bit explosive capability on offense. It's few and far between, but enough when your defense plays as motivated as the Steelers did. It was a little bit square, especially a game that you could have had Pittsburgh plus two and a half early in the week. We wait last minute and lay a point. Fortunately, it doesn't matter. We get the win. It was our share of square the Steelers. I really pushed to get us on the Chargers. The look ahead in this game was three and a half. It closes at seven. The 49ers were on the bye week. So this is all based on the Chargers winning and covering a minus two and a half point spread against the Falcons. Yeah, sure, the line opened three and a half and they didn't cover that, but the Chargers won the game. And the fact that they don't have the receivers, they've been injured all year. And here they are, a good quarterback. It just seemed like too many points. But the square part in me where experience pays off, I've lost so much money betting the 49ers in these primetime spots. And even looking at the stats today, San Francisco dominated yards per play. They really figured out the Chargers and were able to dominate both sides of the ball in the second half. Yet, they only win by 6. The point spread is 8. San Francisco just doesn't cover in these primetime spots. And with Herbert, there was enough offensive production. I know a lot of it led to field goals, but enough that the Chargers were able to cover. I like this play because I think a lot of people probably played the Niners here. And us having the Chargers was really a way to sort of catch on uh, a game. Uh, Tough play to make. Sometimes the toughest bets to make are the best bets to make. And we had that with the Chargers. Uh, That leaves us to our ultimate decisions. I'm just going to say I got lucky on mine because things really worked out for the Titans. When I made this pick, I thought there was a chance that Malik Willis could have been the quarterback. Now, it was Tannehill. He was obviously a little limited, but he played pretty well. Denver's defense was so good. They bottled up the run, bottled up Derrick Henry. I thought the Titans would be able to run on the Broncos. I was wrong. If the Broncos' defense had been that good against the run and it had been Malik Willis, no way the Titans would have been able to produce the couple big plays they had offensively to cover the spread in this game. Uh, now I, I liked the line early at minus two and a half because I thought there was a chance Tannehill would play. So in this format of the contest where you can buy the line early, I thought that was a good play. Although the line never really changed that much. It kind of closed, I think it closed two and a half as well. So I, I liked it with Tannehill, but I was confident in this game, and if it had been Willis, and I would have probably stuck with Tennessee, and I don't think that would have worked out. I felt a little lucky winning this one. Um, I hate to say it, but I was on the Green Bay side. Mike's ultimate decision was Dallas. I thought Dallas was expensive. I thought Rodgers was motivated in this game. Uh, Mike's had a good feel on Dallas, but they were expensive. And that's kind of the lesson you have to learn in these contests is you can have a good feel for a team, but you also have to recognize 
you get confident betting a team when they're getting good value and at a certain point that translates you you being so confident about a team itself that sometimes you pay too much for them. I think that's what happened here, laying a big number with Dallas. Regardless, the game was live towards the end, and it really took the best performance I think we've seen from the Packers all year in order for this bet not to hit. But, you know, just trying to be brutally honest, because here's the thing. I don't think either Mike and I's ultimate decision this week were our greatest handicaps, but we end up splitting in that we each get, you know, I get one, he misses his, but I get by and get mine, but they weren't the greatest picks. They could have easily gone 0-2. I think regardless of that, our record 7-2-1 and the past two weeks has been extremely lucky. So we don't want to dismiss the fact that we're getting, we're a little hot right now. We're catching a little luck. If we can put that together with some of our best picks, we can turn this into a run. That's all we're trying to do here. The record, 32-17-1 on the year. That's about 64%. We are going to do everything we can to put in our best effort every week because we are live in this contest 10 weeks in. It feels good. It's a lot of fun, and you can bet on it that we want to keep that going.